what danger should the public be made aware? This gun in my hand. Falk Siljan, indomitable hero by virtue of the fact that he carries a gun rounds the corner of Gaspacho Boulevard where it intersects with Telegraph Road. When suddenly... Stop right where you are, Ziljan. We have you surrounded. Nineteen gunmen. You must think I'm a pretty dangerous adversary. I just wanted you to see we have overwhelming superiority. No matter how quickly you draw your weapon, you still won't have enough rounds to shoot all of us. You've done your research. It doesn't require hours in the special collections of the Carnegie Library to know that piece of info, Ziljan. Every newspaper profile of you mentions your famous Heckler & Koch VP-70Z which holds 18 rounds. You've had more than enough time to kill me, and yet you haven't. So you're either hoping to get a ransom for me, or you're going to spill your long-winded plans because you crave attention. Actually, I do want your attention. You see, my methods today seem criminal, but I'm actually a hero. Yes? Oh, I thought you would accuse me of being a villain, and then we could go around the whole question... Does anybody really know what villainy is? Who judges the hero? Exactly. Do you want to start, or... Let's take it as given that we're both familiar with the common talking points of that debate. We can set that aside and talk about what you want me to do so you'll lower those weapons. Oh, okay. Well, I should introduce myself. They call me The Warner. My mission is to warn the public about common dangers they face. I see. And those 18 other gentlemen are your Warner brothers? No, just some day laborers I hired to keep pistols trained on you. I only need them long enough for me to convince you to aid me in my mission. What kind of dangers are you warning people about? Well, for example, we don't get a lot of it in Parabellum City, but everyone should know about the dangers of quicksand and how to escape from it. I know it all too well. There's also the danger of people pretending to have a gun, but it's only their finger in their pocket. What do you mean? You know, someone puts their hand in their pocket and says, Reach for the skies, like this. And you think they have a gun, so you do what they say, but really they're just poking a finger forward inside their pocket, so it's shaped like a gun. My God! Come on, you must have seen this before. But you do have a gun. You pointed it at me when I first rounded the corner. It was outside of your pocket. Right, but imagine if I didn't. Here, what's your name? Joe? Yes, sir. Hold this pistol for me a minute. Now you can see I have nothing in my hands. I put my hand in my coat pocket and stick out my finger. Don't shoot. You already have 18 assistants pointing guns at me. Joe has one in each hand. What's the point of this two-bit magician's trick so you can aim another one at me inside your pocket? I don't have a gun in my pocket. Look. I turned my pockets inside out, both of them. You can see there's no gun in there. But there was a minute ago. No, it was just my finger. Never mind. We don't need a heavy public warning for that one because it's so obvious. To most people. Sir, you want this back? Oh, yeah. Thanks. Another problem that affects young mothers and children is... Short, adult gangsters disguising themselves as babies. They might be on the lam after pulling a bank job or a holiday massacre. Out of desperation, they dive into a baby carriage, crawl into a sleep suit, and grab a pacifier. Keystone cops run past, maybe one of them peers into the carriage and says, That's an ugly baby! And then they keep moving. Sorry, why would a speed suit help disguise him as a baby? He'd look like a mechanic in a pram. Not a speed suit, a sleep suit. What babies wear when they're going to sleep. Pajamas, a nightdress. Oh, yeah, sure. Not only have they escaped from justice, now they're in a cozy situation with someone feeding them, burping them. Maybe they see silverware or jewelry lying around the parents' home ripe for burglary. The warning signs to look out for are babies with a five o'clock shadow, 
cigars, uh, babies who look very different from how they looked an hour before. When you pick up the baby, items fall out of their bedclothes, including loaded dice, playing cards with illustrations of French ladies, uh, racing forms, blackjacks, brass knuckles, pistols. Well, now, you can never start them too young. What's next on the danger list? Oh, lately we've heard reports of young men wagering on games of skill. That's nothing new. Everyone knows that billiards and pinball are of the devil. But the new twist that's been catching like wildfire is young men suspending themselves above the playing surface. They string hammocks in pool halls and pinball arcades. Anywhere these games are found, it gives them a new kind of kicks to be able to play the games and bet on them while relaxing in a hammock. I speak, of course, of the satanic hammock panic. Okay. It's a thing. People need to know about it. Wow. Indeed. And then there's the incredible danger of crack babies. Of what now? Crack babies. Surely you've heard of them. It's been all over the news. There might have been enough warnings already that it's redundant for me to spread the word. I don't think... Are you sure there have been reports of these crack babies in this enlightened era? 1939? You're not uh, going a little off the historical path here? Not at all. We're still not fully recovered from the Depression, in spite of the efforts taken by the Roosevelt administration. Women can't afford butter or margarine. Many of them save the grease from cooking bacon, or they save lard trimmed from meat, and they use that for cooking. Right, that seems sensible. Some of them are taking in washing or doing odd jobs, working outside of the home just to bring in more money. If they have the time to accomplish all their normal cooking, cleaning, homemaking, child-rearing, plus these secondary jobs, it puts a terrible strain on them. They might not be as careful with their household chores. They're rushing around constantly and forgetting things, like washing the lard off their hands before picking up baby. And that's when it happens. The child slips from their lard-covered fingers, and that's how you get a crack, crack baby. baby. I see. These are the kind of things people don't think about. When I hear of these trends, I know it's a job for the Warner. I noticed before you got your own little theme music sting. That's nice. I haven't heard one of those in a while. Thanks. And I have to commend your 18 hired hands. Usually this many people around would hear an ongoing hubbub in the background, maybe a little shuffling or rustling. These guys just waited attention, not making a sound. Now let's talk about what you can do for me. I, I don't care if you do have 19 pistols covering me. I don't intimidate that easy. What's got you so grumpy today? You mean besides the 19 pistols? I have another warning that's right up your alley. Joe, did you bring that portable turntable? Thanks. Listen to this. Waiter! Waiter! Bill, did you ever see such poor service? I'm going to call the manager. Take it easy, Walt. What's mostly wrong is your grouch. I'm sorry, Phil, but my digestion is so upset. What you may need for your poor digestion is something that works after nature's own order. Try Carter's Little Liver Pills. Good advice. When your digestion is upset and you feel headachy and irritable, take Carter's Little Liver Pills. You see, each day, nature normally produces about two pints of a vital digestive juice to help digest your food. If nature fails, your food may remain undigested, leaving you headachy and irritable. To feel cheerful and happy again, take Carter's Little Liver Pills. They increase the flow of this vital digestive juice quickly, often in as little as 30 minutes, and you're on the road to feeling better. Don't depend on artificial aids to counteract indigestion when Carter's Little Liver Pills aid digestion after nature's own order. Take Carter's Little Liver Pills as directed. Get them at any drugstore, only 25 cents, 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 cents. All right, maybe I have been feeling liverish lately. What is it you want me to do? I'd like you to have me on your radio show so I can spread the word. We can dramatize these dangers, maybe one episode for each item. 
I think there's enough potential in the gangster babies and the satanic hammock panic to expand into multi-episode story arcs. No chance. That's too much time. I'll let you have this one episode. Great. Where's your studio? When should I be there for the broadcast? You're on the air right now. We're broadcasting live. What? How? My crew follows me on patrol. How do you think we capture such great gunfights? You think we fake it in a studio? I don't see anyone. They stay behind cover. Nobody wants to catch a bullet. Come on out, fellas. This is Bill Narrator Sr. Good morning. And this little boom mic operator is his son, Billy. Gosh, Falk, don't spill all your secrets. You walk around the city surreptitiously broadcasting or recording anyone who comes in contact with you? You don't secure their permission before putting them on the air? Nah, they love it. People need to be warned about this. I'm giving you a warning, Ziljan. Well, once again, you're warning everyone in the listening area right now because this is live. Your entire audience is listening? Yeah, both of them. Oh, I wasn't expecting this. Good morning, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships to see. Flash, another vibrant hero is coming to the airwaves and possibly the movie theater in the form of The Warner. No need to send in box tops or nickels for this prize, kids. Just write to your local radio station or Hollywood studio and tell them you want to hear The Adventures of The Warner. We already have a sponsor lined up, Carter's Little Liver Pills, so it should be a sure thing. Are you done? Uh, if you're eager to see a cliffhanger serial starring The Warner... Don't bother lobbying the obvious studio. Try one of the others. You remind me of somebody. I'm not sure if he got sent to the big house or just left town a few years ago. This guy used to loiter outside schools and playgrounds. He wore a plaid zoot suit, brown with yellow stripes. He'd grab kids as they walked by so he could demonstrate to them the danger of people who might try to grab them. His heart was in the right place, but his methods were a little confusing for kids and the police. Now, now what was his name? Stranger Danger. Yeah, that's it. Never heard of him. Warner Blunders, episode 67 of This Gun in My Hand, is incredibly unsafe, and the person responsible for putting the public at risk in this manner was Rob Northrup. This episode and all others are available on YouTube with automatically generated closed captions of dialogue. Visit thisgunninmyhand.blogspot.com for credits, show notes, information on how to subscribe, and to buy my books, such as Little Heist in the Big Woods and other revisionist atrocities. What will keep you safe from fingers bluffing as pistols in pockets? This gun in my hand! This gun in my hand!